This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome all our online world. Tonight, 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 oh, tonight, if I were to say this is a topic that's very dear to me, but also a topic that is... I can't emphasize enough on how important this topic is. Like, this is a type of topic that... I don't know if the class will change your life. I mean, it should. Every class technically should. But this is a type of topic that if you really utilize the the information in it, you can 100% with, like, a guarantee change your life for the better. Like, there is no... Like, I can't... Like, I... Dude, I just can't. I just can't. I just can't explain it. You know when you have a baby that's just so cute and those cheeks and you're like, no, you're making me aggressive. I just want to smother you with love. You know, like the, 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 that's what this topic is to me. Like this topic is something that it's just like, how could I ever do it justice? Like it, it's something that's so important that I, that I feel, I personally feel that, that it can, Change so many aspects in your life, whether it's your relationships, uh, whether it's your growth as a person, whether it's your character traits. And in fact, this is a type of topic that I always have big plans, big dreams and big, you know, doing different, uh, you know, series and how plugging in everything together and like a whole ma- I have like a whole master plan. You know, it's really a shame if I had, if I would have one of those whiteboards over here, I would look like a mad scientist with like, just like, you know, writing in all these different things. And this type of topic can literally be fit into any subcategory, category. The topic of Hakata Tov, the topic of gratitude, can fit into literally everywhere. And initially, my thought process was to speak about it when I speak about the top, when I, when Hashem, I go through the series of Midot, of character traits, which is something that I want to do in the, in the future. So I was thinking maybe I should do it over there. But what made me change to do it now was, Number one, the importance of the topic, and even more so to the point that this topic is something that I would say should be spoken about, you know, in in every situation. Like I think this is this is huge. So, um, with that being said, you know, this is something that if you, it's not really this. It's like anything. If you want to change your life in something, you have to change your life. So let me explain what I said. So if you want to go and, and you want to, you know, you, you hear something or you want to be inspired or you want to go and you want to grow in something and you want to, uh, uh, you know, change certain areas in your life, the first step is is to change it. But the direction of where you're going really depends on your, uh, you know, on, on really your core beliefs and what your, what your essence really is. And if you're somebody who is always grateful, always has hakatatov, always has this type of gratitude, then your, your direction is, is unbelievable in so many ways. So, with that being said, with that, you know, mishkebabble of an introduction, uh, you know, take this class very seriously is what I'm trying to say. The, Word Yehudi, which literally of the, the, the Jewish nation is, is known as Yehudim, the Jewish people, they, uh, the, the word Yehudi means to thank. Mean, literally means to be grateful. Literally, the, 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 if you want to know the essence of what it means to be a Jew, you look at the name. And the name is 
thankful. That is what it is. It's also the aspect to admit. Uh, a Yehudi is, is, is from the Hodot, besides the, the, the aspect of gratitude, it's also from, that, from the same Shorash as to admit. Meaning that we have to admit that we owe somebody gratitude, or a debt of gratitude, better yet. The, the name Yehudi comes from, from Yehuda. Yehuda, it's, it, this is something I spoke about many times, but the, the, the idea behind it is so fundamental. That when you have somebody that, um, uh, uh, let's say you have the 12 Shvatim, like we could have been the Levi'im, we could have been the Sacharim, we could have been the, the from people from Shavadan, the Huvenim, the there's all these, there was, there was so many different names that could have been chosen for the Jewish nation. Why specifically Yehuda? From, from, uh, that's the word of Yehudi. And the reason is that when Leah gave birth to her fourth child, she made a calculation. And the calculation was, that there were four wives that Yaakov had. The simple calculation is that they, it was known that they were supposed to have 12 tribes. The simple calculation, you take four, you divide it, you goes into 12, three times, meaning that each wife was supposed to have three children, three of the Shvatim. When Leah saw that she had a fourth child, she realized that she got more that was coming to her, and then she had this debt of gratitude, and she named her child out of gratitude Yehuda, which means to go and the Hodot to go and to think. Which means is, this, just, just an inkling, I want to just slip it in here, is the idea of gratitude is where you get something that you kind of don't feel that you deserve. Right, because if you deserve something, and listen, this is a very fine point, that if you feel like you deserve something, so you're not going to sort of like say thank you. You're not. It's not going to be like, what do you mean? I, I deserve it. This is this is what you need to do, and that's why uh, you know people that let's say have uh, maids, have servants, have you know different people that are working for them. They maybe sometimes tend to forget to say thank you. Why? Because like, no, this is what you're here for. This is what I pay you for. This is what I do for. You. This is what I deserve to happen. So when you start feeling that you don't deserve something and it's something extra, all of a sudden there's a debt of gratitude that comes into play. Now again, this doesn't mean that this is the only aspect of gratitude that comes into play, but this is a very, very important uh, important aspect. So Leah, when she saw that she was getting something over here that kind of wasn't coming to her, she had this debt of gratitude. The Benish Chai goes further and says that Yehudim, uh, the, the gematra, the numerical value is 75. The same numerical value as the word bitachon. Meaning that gratitude is very much intertwined with bitachon. The Ramban, Nachmanides, goes and says in Parshas Bo, that he says the underlining reason for all the mitzvot, you know, we have 613 commandments. The underlining reason is to recognize that there is a God and to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to thank the Rabbanu Shalom, to thank God for everything. So that is the underlining meaning that we're put into this world and we're given a uh, you know instructions. We have to do certain things. We have to we have a job, so to speak. And everybody, a woman has her job, a man has her job, a non-Jew has their job. Everybody has a particular job in the Kabbalistic term. Let's call it it's a tafkid. It's a purpose of what you came to this world. Now people have very specific ones depending on the previous life, depending on different aspects of their personality, depending on the root of their soul. Everybody has a special. But when you go to the source of what your work is, what your what your essence of what you're doing is, regardless of your tafkid, regardless of your job, that is at the core of it, says the Ramban, is to thank God. Meaning that we have the mitzvot to thank God. Meaning that this is the core reason 
of the mitzvot. The Pasuk in Bamidbar, chapter 20, verse 2, goes and says, by the, uh, the, when um, the death of Miriam, it says, Lahayu Mayim Laeda. There was no more the water for the, for the Jewish nation. So the Midrashim goes and explained that the water that we had, the Be'er Miriam, the, the wellspring of water, came from who it was named after, Miriam. And what happened was when Miriam passed away, they were, the Jewish nation were left without water. Why? Because when second, when, when Miriam left, so too did the, the, the wellsprings of water. Says the Kliyakar something very interesting. That technically, the Jewish nation, B'nai Israel, they could have retained that uh, water that they got in the marriage of Miriam even after her death. Had, this is the key point, had they appreciated the greatness of Miriam while she was alive, they would have been able to continue it. Because it's very interesting. Because later in the Chumash, it goes and tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu died, Aaron died, and the entire nation wept. And they mourned the loss of Aaron, they mourned the, the loss of Moshe. But when it comes to Miriam's passing, there's no, there's no mention of the mourning. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't appreciate what Miriam had and what Miriam gave. So what happened was, is that when Miriam left this world, her blessings left with her. We see over here a very, very important aspect. A very, very important concept that appreciating life's blessing is so, so vitally important to our continuation of that blessing. And sometimes we lose something, or sometimes we get some sort of punishment. Not always is it a punishment. Sometimes it's a reminder that we shouldn't take life for granted. Because when do you take something for granted? Unfortunately, until you lose it, all of a sudden, then you realize what you had for, for granted. The Bnei Israel had complaint when they were in the desert, when they were in the wilderness. Uh, and, it's, and it's fascinating to think about it when, when you realize they had that in Eakava, they had the clouds of glory, they had the mud, they were getting fed directly from God, they were protected on all sides, their clothing was laundered, everything was... So what, what was the complaint? What, what did they get? What, how did they go and complain? They had so much going for them. And the answer is, is that what happens is, is that once you get used to it, once you get used to your blessings in your life, you take it for granted. You're going to forget to appreciate it. So what happens is, is that sometimes, unfortunately, this Baruch who goes and sends you a reminder, hey, by the way, this is not something that you should take for granted. Not everybody has this. Not everybody has health. Not everybody has children. Not everybody has a spouse. Not everybody has a panasa. Not everybody has a roof over their shoulder, over their head and shoulders, and knees and toes and everything. Not everybody has all the blessings that we tend to have. And when we stop for a second and we think about what we have, the amount of hakarat atov is just is just endless. It really is should be endless. But the problem is that once we get used to it, it's very easy to complain. It's so easy to complain. Ah, oh, it's so easy to complain. You could have everything going for you, and then like one guy cuts you off, or one guy looks at you the wrong way, like this, and you burst into complain. Ruins your whole day. Your whole day goes out, and and I, you know, like somebody who has a lot going on for them can can you know understand what I'm saying. Like there is so much blessing, but then sometimes there's like something bad that happens, whether small, medium, large, it doesn't matter. Your whole day is shot. You ever you know you ever come after a long day and be like, oh, you know, I can't believe that very bad day. Why? I don't know. The business deal didn't close. You know, I, I didn't do well on my test. You know, my, my spouse said, said this. I didn't sleep enough. And our initial thought is automatically bad. 
and we're and once we think bad, we're in a bad mood, and it's sort of like ruined. We need to cool off. We need to do our you know our thing and. Unfortunately, sometimes our relationships pay the price for that, for for things that maybe we should have controlled a little better. But if we stop for a second, and yeah, it's easier said than done, but at least it should be said, and maybe it could creep into at least one scenario in your life where, let's say, God forbid, you're having a bad day, and there's something bad that goes on. So before you blow up, before you you know get angry, before you ruin, using air quotes, before you ruin your day, Stop for a second and appreciate the blessings that you have. And then you'll see in comparison, be like, okay, you know, like, yeah, the guy cut me off, but I'm driving 60 miles on a piece of metal with wheels going on. I'd be like, and I have music playing or a shield to playing, depending on your level of religiosity, you know, and I have air conditioning or heat, depending on where you are and, you know, in which season. And you know, I have shocks and I have this and I have, you know, sometimes you have a heated seat and you have the cooling seat and you have the cooling steering wheel. You think about all your blessings and be like, wait a minute, like, what? Like, I'm... How can I be upset? Like something so 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 tiny, something so less than tiny, like it's nothing. But the focus that I really want to focus on, and it's not the whole day. I really want to focus on two aspects, you know, tonight, And one of them is is the good. Obviously, you have to be grateful for the good, but it's also the bad because it's easy to appreciate the good. So you have a lot going for you, and it, you know. By the way, just a little secret: everybody has a lot going for them. If you think about it, you have a lot going for you. But when you stop for a second, you think about about the the problems in life and be like, okay, you know, I, Baruch Hashem, I have a lot going for me, but there's also hard. This is, you know, unfortunately, life has a little bit of curveballs, and there is there is sometimes, you know, a little bit of difficulty. So how are we to deal when difficulty does come, and how are we supposed to respond to that in Hakatotov in gratitude and thankfulness? The Chavetz Chaim, there was a story. The Chavetz Chaim had a, a fire. That uh, broke outside, that broke in in Rodden where he lived, and a bunch of houses consecutively were were burned down. And uh, the the way that it was, they didn't have a fire department back then. It was literally like schlepping pails of water and just like you know trying to like get the fire out. And the the fire spread spread until it went right by the Chafetz Chaim's house, and it stopped right then and there. A few months later, there was another fire that broke out. And this time it started with the Chafetz Chaim's house and continued to the other side of town. Meaning there was something very interesting that happened in the town of Radin. That about six months prior, half the town burned down and then somehow just stopped. And then six months later, all of a sudden the other half of town, you know, you know, was burnt down. Now everybody was running around and Chafetz Chaim was standing and he was mumbling under, you know, mumbling. They were sort of like praying, talking to himself. So there was somebody nearby that was like, what's the Chafetz Chaim talking about? Like, what, what's he saying? So there was a person that went to, next, to stand next to the Chafetz Chaim. And this is what he heard the Chafetz Chaim said. Obviously, I'm going to say it in English. Chafetz Chaim, you know, did not speak it, you know, in English. But this is what, this is the, the gist of what he spoke about. Chafetz Chaim goes and says, dear father in heaven. Again, picture the scene. Fire is burning the houses down. You know, his house burned down. And there is like, I don't think they had fire insurance back then. I mean, maybe I, I didn't check the facts of the story, but chances are they did it. And the fire was destroyed. When a fire destroys a house, it, that's it. Your clothing, your furniture, like everything has to be rebuilt. And during this like disaster, disaster of a disaster, nowadays 
fire the store someone's house as long as someone doesn't get hurt they have fire insurance they have this okay but now we're getting upgrades okay we're expanding okay we're going to put in the pool we're going to have an extension over here somehow insurance is able to go and finagle a certain way that all of a sudden from a $300,000 house you have a $1.3 million house at Boko whatever you know to, to everybody you know not going to get into that but this is before this time the Chafetz Chaim this is what he's mumbling this is what he's talking to Hashem and he goes and he says dear father in heaven dear HaKadosh Baruch you are so good and so kind and so merciful. As fire, again, destroying everything. You take care of us for our children so much that you decreed that the entire Radin all the, should all burn down. But in your mercy, you did it that only half should be burned down at one, sh- at one time. Meaning so half burnt down and now the other, one, town, one side of town was able to help the other side of town. And then while the other side of town was being rebuilt... Then you continued your decree, and then the other side of town was destroyed. So then the other, t- the other side of town was able to help the one that just got destroyed. And you did it in such a way, says the Chafetz Chaim, that no one was left homeless. I mean, technically you are, but there was always neighbors that were able to go, and you were able to help. And uh, the Chafetz Chaim saw it, and he, said, and he says, how good you are to us. Like, imagine that level of when you have your entire life come burning down, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Like, Hagadish Baruch like, thank you. Like, this is, um, can you imagine the level of, uh, like, we have, like, I guess maybe I speak to for myself, but at our age, like, if we stub our toe and we say thank you, Hashem, then like, wow, like, we are so righteous. Like, forget about it. Like, Come on, this is like a joke. Like, who, who needs a shidduch? Like, I'll just give you a blessing. You know, like, oh, you need a baby? Like, let me just like focus on your soul and I'll just like give it to you. Like, do you know what just happened? Like, I literally, literally passed the test of a lifetime. Like, it wasn't the big toe. It was the pinky toe. You know, like the toe. That's the torture. What? Oh, and I said thank you. And we're thinking, you have over here by the story of the Chavetz the entire house, the entire town is burning down. And he was able to go and say thank you. That is what we should strive for. Not for the burning of the town, but the thanking Hashem for all the, 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 from all the aspects, from, from the good and the bad. The word Ashil, the word wealthy, is an acronym for something so interesting. So Ashil is Ayin Shin Yud Resh. The acronym for that, for the ayin, is a nine. You know what a wealthy person is? Someone who has eyes. That's the ayin. The shin is for shinayim. Somebody who has teeth. Somebody who is able to chew. Somebody who is able to, to eat. The ashil is ayin shin yud. Yud. What's the yud? Yud is yadayim. And resh is for aglaim. You know what? Someone who is wealthy. You want to know someone who is considered a wealthy person? Someone who has a nayim shinayim yadayim aglaim. That's somebody who has eyes, teeth, hands, and feet. That is somebody who is wealthy. We think, you know, uh, you know, we get we, our mind is is wealth is is the 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 excess, the extra that we have. But if we realize that real wealth is where you have your health, is you have the the ability to see, you have the ability to speak, you have the ability to go, and you have the to to feel, to walk, to use your hands, to get dressed by yourself. All these blessings, and if you don't feel those blessings, I would recommend you to go visit some old age homes, nursing homes. Go do some chesed over there, and all of a sudden you'll start appreciating your life. The, there was a, a, a person that lived in Israel, and he had an eye disease. And they went to all the doctors, the ophthalmologists and the optometrists, everybody, every specialist in Israel that they could figure out, and they said, like, there's nothing that we could do. But 
there is a certain ophthalmologist in the United States and America that, you know, he might be able to help you. He's the top, the top of the field. But his price is like crazy, crazy high. So this guy is thinking, he says, you know, what, what, what would a person do for the, for the gift of eyesight? Eyesight is one of the most beautiful gifts that we have. And I feel, I don't know, maybe it's because of me because I have a high prescription under my glasses, but you can really appreciate your eyesight when, you know, you take off your glasses and you can't see that clearly. And all of a sudden you put it on and be like, you know, like how amazing this is. And if you think about it just for a moment that, I don't know when glasses was invented, but prior to that, that somebody who had bad eyesight were, were in a certain sense, many people were just, just didn't see the enjoyments of life. There's so much of, of life's enjoyment that comes from our eyes, kosher enjoyment that is. And if we don't have it, how much are we lacking? And this guy is thinking, it's like, you know, like he was a younger type of guy, he was in his 50s, and his eyesight was, was going. He's like, what's someone not going to go and spend to go and, and to fix his eyes? So he decided he's going to make the trip into America. He makes a trip into America. He makes an appointment with this with this specialist. The specialist does, you know, runs some tests, and he says, "Listen," he says, um, "You know, I, I don't know. I, I know you came in all the way from Israel for this, but you know, one eye is beyond repair. Like there's nothing to talk about, and the other one is is very close behind it." He says. I don't think I, I, I don't. There's nothing really I can do for you. And it says, "I don't want to operate on you. I, I don't see that there is a purpose from it." So this, you know, person that just flew in, you know, took the news as a shock, and he thanked him, and he, you know, goes out. And as he's like pondering his faith, he's like, he's like, you know, like pondering that faith. We should never know from this. And he starts, you know, thinking, and he remembers our, about our Rebbeinu Bachia that goes and speaks about when Yaakov Vinu was going and was about to confront his brother Esav, and Esav hated him, and he brought four hundred men to go and to destroy Yaakov, to murder Yaakov. And Yaakov went and he started praying to God. And how did he pray to God? He goes, and, and the words that the Torah uses is, I, I, I'm undeserving of your kindness. And Rabbeinu Bachi goes and explains, says, you know what the correct way to pray? When someone needs a big salvation, when someone needs a big Yeshua, the way that you're supposed to pray is, is not that, God, come on, I did X, Y, and Z for you. You got to give me this. Like, come on, you got to send something my way. The correct, that's not the correct way. The correct way to pray, pray is that I am nothing, Agadish Baruch Like, you give me so much. Like, I'm, do, I'm asking you this as a chesed. I'm asking you this as, as a, a matnas chinam. I'm asking you this as a gift, of, a free gift that I don't deserve. And when, when, when he, this, this person that needed this eye surgery was thinking about this, he, you know, the Rabbeinu Bachi goes and it goes on and explains that when a person contemplates the kindness, the chesed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for him and how he's undeserving, then he can pray for it and then he can realize of what he really, like, like everything that he's getting is really just a free gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu because HaKadosh Baruch Hu just gives us so much. And this is what he was thinking of as he's leaving the doctor's office. He got into this, uh, you know, some sort of corner over there, and he started break down uncontrollable crying. And he goes and he starts saying, he says, you know, for 50 years, I've been alive for 50 years. He says, you gave me the gift of eyesight for 50 years. He says, I, I never thanked you for my eyes. You know, I never gave you a thank you for my eyes. And by the way, I would pause the story right now that everybody goes in your own mind and say, thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for my eyes. Like, thank you for that. And he goes on and he says, I never thanked you once 
for my gift and my eyesight. And he stops over there and, and he starts thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for his gift of his eyesight. He's thinking about all the beautiful scenes, his children, his wife, and like everything that he saw. And he spent hours sitting and crying and thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu from all the benefit that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him for his, uh, you know, for his eyes. The, he finished, you know, thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for, for, for all the gifts that he gave him with his eyesight. And uh, he felt much better, but he figured, you know, like, maybe he should go back. Like, you know, after sometimes you have that powerful prayer, he says, let's go back to the doctor. And he decided to make an, uh, you know, before he flies back to Israel, he says, let me just try one more time by the doctor. He makes another point by the doctor. The doctor sees him fairly, fairly quickly. And um, he goes over to the doctor and he says, you know, I know you saw me, you know, just a few days ago, but... I just wanted, you know, before I fly back, can you please give me just like another, can you just run the test just one more time? I came all the way over here, it's my eyesight. The doctor says, listen, I completely understand you. Absolutely. You know, by all means. And the doctor runs the test again, and he's looking into the, the results. And the patient is sitting right in front of him. And, you know, the doctor is looking at his results, and then he's looking at his old results. And then he's picking up the new results, and then he's looking at the old results. And meanwhile, the patient is looking at him. He's like, Doc, is, you know, like, what's up? Like, like, what's going on over here? And he goes and he says, he says, you know, I, I can't explain. I, I, the new, he just couldn't put the words out of his mouth. And then he goes and he says, I think I could actually operate. He says, I think I could do something over here. And he, the, the guy was like, you could? So it's like, it's for sure. And he says, like, like give, me, give me some time. And, uh, you know, within like a day or two, the doctor calls him up and he says, let's do it. I have a plan. He says, like, there's something here that I noticed that I really feel, you know, there, there, there is a chance. And they book, he booked him very quickly within the next day or two for an operation. Within a week. Within a, within a week of when he made that whole, like, prayer... He was on his way back to Eretz Israel after his operation on both of his eyes, and they were successful, and he was able to see. Within one week, from nothing, from losing everything, giving up hope, to all of a sudden going back home with, with both operations done. Ruff Cook went and told this story over in one of his shirim. And amongst the, the people that were sitting in the shir were, was a father that had two unmarried girls that had reached already you know, the, you know, the, higher, the higher ages. And, you know... How many tears, how many prayers that they, you know, which schoolers didn't they go to try to get a shidduch for, their, for, for his two daughters? And he heard this from Rav Cook about the aspect of, of gratitude, the aspect of always being thankful and always, you know, and praying in a certain way that you're, that you're, that you're thankful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he goes over and he, and he speaks over to his wife. And his wife says, you know, like, what didn't we try? Let's try this also, of course. And they decided they're going to start thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they started thanking Hashem from like one aspect to another. Like, they really took it. It wasn't just like, okay, thank you Hashem. No, no, no. They really took it to their heart and they started thanking Hashem. They started being grateful in every aspect of their life. Within a short period of time, both girls were engaged. Both of the girls that couldn't find the Shidduch for who knows how many years, all of a sudden became engaged. The more a person shows HaKaratatov to God, the more that a person shows gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the greater the blessing, the greater the abundance of blessing they will receive. How important it is that we, we spend every day a little bit of time just thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
And, and I'll tell you like this. I'll, I said this so many times. I'll stick it in right now. I, I, this is so important to me that this is something that on Shabbat, this is what I do because you know everybody's eating together. And when we don't have any guests, I have you know I say Dvar Torah, and after the Dvar Torah, I we go around the table from the youngest kid that is able to talk until the oldest. You know, me and my wife, we go and we each t- say aloud to the entire table, five things that we're thankful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for. And, I, and, and when we don't do this, and we don't have, uh, let's say, do that, so, you know, I try to. The goal is for me and my wife to learn at least a little bit every single day. And after a very short, very short period of time of learning, maybe two, three minutes of learning, after that, me and my wife, we spend and we say five things that we're thankful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every single day, how important it is to say five things that you're thankful for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You don't know how much that's going to change your life, and how important that is, and how cute it is. I remember when we first, you know, th- we started doing this a while ago, and I had, like, my, I remember it was like my three-year-old, he just started learning how to talk, and he was ready saying, thank you, Asha. It probably took him 10 minutes to go and say, thank you, Asha, because, like, he was starting to think all around of what, thank you, Asha, and then he forgets, and he walks around, and he comes back, but how beautiful it is when you teach little children to start saying thank you to God. And you know what? We are each little children. So maybe we don't teach our children yet, but at least let's teach the child inside of each one of us to go and say every single day, if you could, and you could, so you should, and you would, if you listen, and you know what's good for you, you should, and you would, and you could, and you could, and you should. Really, really, please do. If you go and you say, thank you, Tashem, five things every single night before you go to sleep, you'll see how different your life is, how, how much blessings that you'll have in your life. And I'll tell you, like, you know, Baruch Hashem, we've been doing this for some time. The blessings are unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I don't know how many times I said this in my class. I must have said it tons of times, but it's, it's huge. It's, it's so big. The Rebbe of uh, Ruzin once saw, heard his daughter sighing. And he goes over to and he says, you know, you know, my, my dear daughter, please don't sigh. Don't groan, don't sigh, don't, don't. Because one sigh leads to another sigh. What you should do is say thank you. Because one thank you leads to another thank you. And he goes and he tells her, he says, once there was a wealthy man. And the wealthy man used to grumble, you know, be like one of the cranky, cranky type of guys. And he used to go and he used to just complain a lot. He used to, uh, you know, complain until one bad thing after another bad thing started happening to him. Until he lost all his money, and then he was sick with like leprosy, he was sick with a lot of things. And suddenly, like, he realized, like, sort of like a light bulb came up. And he says, you know what? It could always be worse. Something could always be worse. And he started thinking, like, you know what? He had a little bit of like gratitude. And his mindset slowly shifted. And he started being grateful for what he had. And slowly, slowly, he started regaining his wealth. Until the point that it came that he had so much more than he ever had before. Wealthier than he ever had before. And he goes over to his daughter and says, it's best not to complain. Rather, try to be thankful. And what happens is if we accept everything with happiness and gratitude, this will lead to such an abundance of blessing of Baha. We always have something to be grateful for. Always have something to be grateful for. The... It was once a story. It was a crazy story. I said it not too long ago at a Suda Saida of somebody who was in an accident. And I, I feel like it's such a, such a powerful story. There was a couple 
that didn't have children for a very long time. And this was, a, this was the son of a rabbi, a very, very big popular rabbi that uh, got married in 1979. Got married in 1979 and um, didn't have any children. In fact, 20 years go by, it was 1999, still no children. It was 30 years, 2009, still no children. At this point, people already like, you know, like, or let's say like, you know, come to terms with it. Like, you know, forget about it. It's been 30 years. And then something miraculous happened. It was Adar Beis, the year 5771, the, the English year, the second year of 2011. This couple gave birth to two healthy baby girls. And someone went over to this, to this rabbi and he says, you know, like, there's got to be a story behind this. Like, what, you know, 32 years. Born, you, you were married in 1979, didn't have children until 2011. He's like, what happened? So the rabbi goes and he tells over a story. He says he did it and he wanted it to, to remain anonymous. And he said that, you know, it was impossible to describe the pain, the, the suffering, the heartache of this couple suffered. There were so many people that were just discouraged them after a certain point. In fact, he goes on, he said, they went through all medical procedures, they went through all the doctors and the specialists and said, there's nothing doing. There's nothing to talk about. And then they went to the Mekubalim. They went to the, to, to the Kabbalistic leaders of the generation. And they said, you know, what can I tell you? Like, I can't, you know, it's not Bashar for you to have children. You imagine the blow that a couple could hear after 30 years of that, that it's just like, God doesn't want you to have children. It's not meant for you to have children. They went to the biggest tzaddikim, the biggest gedolim, asking them, begging them, please give us a blessing that we should have a child. And they said, you know, they can't. Nothing happening. There was no hope. The doctors gave up hope. The gedolim gave up hope. The mukubalim gave up hope. They They had people discouraging them from all angles. But this new father goes and says, how can we be discouraged? He says, how? You know, we have a desire, we have such a longing, we can't be discouraged. And he says it was 30 years after us not having any child that we decided we're going to do something. And we decided we're going to go and we're going to travel to Rachel Imenu's caver, the gravesite of Rachel Imenu. She was also barren. She also didn't have any children for a long time. And we decided that we're going to go every single weekday. Let me repeat that. Every single weekday, we're going to go and we are going to recite the entire Sefer Tehillim every single weekday at Kei Rachel. He says, if this is not going to break the heavens, what is going to break the heavens? And he says, that's what we did, me and my wife. We went, we took the bus every single morning. We went to Kei Rachel and we cried our hearts out to please Please help us get a child. And a month went by. Two mo- a year went by. A full 12 months went by and still no child. And I was thinking, should I do another year? I, I, come on. I'm like, a year of saying every single day, Seth al-Dehilim? And the Yetzirah came to me and he said, what's the point? It's obvious. Just give up. Just move on with your life. Forget about it. It's not happening. But I said, you know what? No, I'm not going to listen to ASR. I'm going to go for a second year. And we went for a second year. 
every single day saying the entire Sefer Tehillim. By the end of that second year, we heard of a certain Yeshua, a certain, uh, uh, you know, Skula, and that is to go, and we decided we're going to start having tremendous gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for everything that happens in our life. Everything that happens. And we started constantly thanking Hashem. Like, like it was, it, I, when we started, it was almost like it was, it was like, you know, like comical. Like, we started saying, thank you, Hashem, the fridge broke. So, we said, okay, thank you, Hashem, for the fridge breaking. Like, a few days later, then the washing machine broke. So, me and my wife, we looked at each other, we started laughing. And be like, oh, you know, like, of course, yeah, why not? Oh, thank you, Hashem, for the fridge. And then, a few days later, the closet broke. It was like, when things didn't break, all of a sudden, everything was, and we started just thanking Hashem from one thing to after another. Two weeks go by and we're thanking Hashem. Let me repeat that. Two weeks go by and we're thanking Hashem and we found out that we're expecting. Two weeks after that we started taking on this, this thing. And this rabbi goes on and he says, 32 years, married, tried everything. And he says, listen, I don't know the cheshben Shemayim, I don't know, you know, the, the God's ways, but I mean, it was two weeks. Two weeks after we started to thank Hashem for everything, all of a sudden, the blessing came into our lives. And I got to say, it says, even before we realized that, our, we, you know, that, that we were expecting, our lives were so much better. I mean, it was so bitter. Can you imagine 32 years sitting without any children? At that point, 31 years. It says, can you imagine how difficult it was? But all of a sudden, we started thanking Hashem, and you know, we started noticing the trees. We started noticing the flowers. We started noticing the beautiful world that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has created for us to enjoy. And we started realizing there's so much more meaning in life than we realized. And we started enjoying life. And we started being happier in life. And then two weeks go by after we started this, and all of a sudden, we're expecting. So he goes on and says, it's hard not to make the connection. Again, we don't know what brought the Yeshua, but it's, a, it's kind of hard to not make that connection. And the Sfas Emes goes on and says, and Parshat Hanan says that the gates of prayer may be locked, but the gates of praise and gratitude to Hashem is always wide open. Look at the power of gratitude. Where everything was closed, where everything was shut down, from the medical, from the spiritual, from the physical, from, the, from all angles, from all angles, and this had the power to open up so much blessing. And when we think about it, you know, sometimes when you think about a skula, and sometimes you think about, you know, things that if you work on yourself and you work on internally, you know, it could give you so much, you know, benefit, it, it might be difficult. So let's say, for example, it's nude. So it, it's hard. It, it's a hard thing to do. And then, you know, hopefully in the future, you know, you'd want it to see some sort of like payout. You shouldn't do it that way. But let's say you want to think about it that way. Or from a man's perspective, maybe it's guarding your eyes or maybe learning a little bit extra. So initially it's difficult. But when you think about the aspect of gratitude, the aspect of Akatatov, the difficulty in it is very, very minimal compared to the difficulty in other tests in our life. All you have to do is just be thankful. It's like sort of a mindset. It's it's literally a mindset and a little bit of verbal, you know, communication talk to this Baruch saying, Thank you. In the scale of things, it's a fairly easier type of task.
test or skula than anything else. And not only is it not that it's that difficult, not that difficult at all, but it's enjoyable as you're doing it. Meaning that once you start appreciating, or even saying that you appreciate, you really start appreciating it. Like meaning that once you start and you start saying, you know, thank you, God, for like X, Y, you start like, wait a minute. Yeah, like sometimes you say it first and be like, you know, well, yeah, maybe thank you. You know, like maybe there is something to be thankful for. Rabbi Eliyahu Dessler goes and says that thanking Hashem, even when you have suffering and even if you have difficulty, that has the power to evoke such heavenly mercy that it can remove that bad, uh, you know, uh, decree. And this works, mida kanagamida, measure for measure. When we accept the attribute of judgment with love, and we thank Hashem for, we thank Hashem for that, then mida kanagamida, HaKadosh Baruch will change that judgment into love, into mercy. Because we're accepting that judgment in, with love and mercy. So HaKadosh Baruch will take that, that judgment and transform it into love and mercy. The, the aspect of utilizing this is so important that this concept, when you take something that's bad and you're able to thank HaKadosh Baruch for it, that has the power to change it around to good, is so powerful that we could break it down into very, very minute parts of our days. That meaning that, what's something bad? So, so we could think of something bad, everybody has something bad, different, different levels. But really when the Gemara goes and says what something bad is, even if you take hot water and you pour hot water instead of cold water, that is something that's considered bad. And if you're able to accept that, that has the power to go and change the decree. You know, you're going and you want to take some change out of your pocket and you pull out the wrong change. If you stop for a second and say, well, thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for that. You have gratitude in that. That has power to go and change an evil decree. Meaning that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has placed within our day, strategically placed within our day, opportunities, moments that are apparently difficult or a nuance or a, or, or a slight discomfort. That that has the opportunity to go and change our decree, change our life direction. There's so much power into this. Rabbeinu Yana goes in Shari Tshuva, goes and says that when we accept aggravation cheerfully, and understanding that it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it's beneficial for us, that can tear up an evil decree. And this is, if you want to look it up, it's the fourth chapter in chapter Shari Tshuva. And it could save ourselves from, from far worse troubles. The Pasuk Tehilim, chapter 76, verse 11 goes, Ki chemas adam tachkar. Meaning the translation is, is that when a person goes and thanks HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the troubles, it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you hold back your remnants, your, 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 your leftover of your anger. Meaning that this has the power to remove the anger. The Pasuk in Yeshayal, Isaiah, chapter 12, verse 1. It goes and says, and you should say on that day, Hashem, I thank you, Hashem, ki anafta bi, because you were for you were angry with you were angry with me, and Yashav and in that merit I thanked you for your judgment and you retracted your anger, meaning that you should say that I thank you, Hashem, for you were angry angry with me, and in the merit that I thanked you for your judgment, you retracted your anger. This is a straight up pasuk. The school is straight out over here. And the psukim over here, that if you go and you have something bad and you thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for that, that has the opportunity to remove that bad from that, uh, from, from, from that decree. The Chais of Lublin, 
you know, goes and says, you know, if someone goes and, and breaks a dish, what do you say? You say, Mazel Tov. And the Chazal bin goes and says that if a person realizes that if you would say Mazel Tov to every little annoyance, you don't know how much blessing that would come into your life. What happens? A dish breaks, so you say Mazel instead of getting angry, you say, okay, let it be for the good. That in itself is such a powerful blessing. You don't realize that's a powerful blessing. There was a question that was asked, Rav Shach, there was a guy that came over to him and he says uh, he wanted to know if he had to make a kiddush for his firstborn child. He had a daughter. He wanted to make it know if he has to, he has to make a kiddush. So Rav Shach, the Gadol Adol, goes and asks him. He says, um, he says, let me ask you a question over here. He says, if you were married for 10 years without any children and then you had a child, would you make a kiddush? And he says, 10 years? He says, I would make a huge kiddush. So Rav Shach goes and says, I don't understand. He says, because God saved you 10 years of aggravation, and He gave you the child in the first year, instead of waiting for 10 years, so you shouldn't make a Kiddush, you should make even a bigger Kiddush for that, that He didn't give you that aggravation. Meaning that sometimes we're like, okay, how much do we thank God for? So somebody goes and, God forbid, gets into an accident, and then He gets saved from the accident, and then He goes and He makes a huge Sudas Haidah, and He makes a huge thankful Hashem. You should go and make a huge thankful for Hashem that you didn't get into an accident. You have to say thank you, Hashem. Okay, so maybe you don't want to spend all that time and all that money to go and put a, whatever, to teach your own. At least say in your mind. You know, you hear somebody, unfortunately, what's going on in the news, you know, somebody, the news is the most depressing thing possible. Like, like, just ever. Like, not now with Ukraine, just like, a period, like general. But if you open the news and you read it and be like, wait a minute, like, Baruch Hashem, I'm not in this situation. Baruch Hashem, I'm not in this. You have so much to be thankful for. Like, like, if we just take a spin on the news... And be like, wait a minute, thank you, thank you, Hashem, thank you. I mean, obviously pray for them and don't be like, thank you, Hashem, for sending destruction to this place. And thank you, Hashem, for having... No, that's not the focus. The focus would be like, yeah, like, you know, pray for them and let, let the, hopefully they should have salvation. But when you stop for a second, be like, wait a minute, like, thank you that I don't have that problem. Thank you that I don't have that. Like, like people have so. You, do we understand even like like agunas? The problem is that the husband ran away or the husband, you know, is, is apparently... Very likely not alive anymore, but they can't find the body, and this woman can never get married. Like, there's so many things. But like, okay, so maybe you're not married yet. Maybe you're not married. But Baruch Hashem, you're not an Aguna. You know, Baruch Hashem. And if God forbid you're in a Aguna, you maybe have children. You know, like, there's always a, a twist that you have to go in your mind and be like, there is a positive spin on something that you could be thankful for. And that positive spin has a power to make such a beneficial, like, like, like school, such a beneficial power in your life that it could change a bad decree into a, a good decree. The time is running too fast. That, okay. The Gemara Brachas goes and says, Gemara and Brachas on page 58 it goes and says that there are two types of guests there's a type of guest that goes and says well you know what's the big deal the host had to do this anyways the host you know had to prepare anyways okay fine so I'm here anyways yeah, I had to prepare anyways then you have a host then you have a, a guest I'm sorry that says wow look at all that the host prepared for me look at everything that they prepared for me the Vilna Gaon goes and says that we're all guests in this world and we should really strive to be the good guests Meaning appreciating everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has done for us. Like there is a tree. You know, it says, For me, the world was created. Don't say, okay, well, God would have created this tree anyway. God had to create this tree. No, no, no. The way that you're supposed to think about, wow, look at what God created for me. You take a drive down a highway and be like, look at beautiful, this highway full of beautiful traffic and beautiful, like whatever it is, like God created all this for me. 
You have to stop for a second and appreciate it. It's so easy to say. It's so easy to say. And you know, and as, as I'm talking, a thought popped into my mind. And the thought is that maybe you sh- we, I shouldn't say you, so I should also be part of this. We should put, and you know what? Maybe there should be an app in this. I'll tell you something. This is, this is uh, something I did with my students a long time ago. Oh, wow, this is before WhatsApp came around. Is um, I used to go to my students, and I we used to. It was it was a bunch of it was guy students, and we used to have a um, uh, messaging like text messaging groups, and randomly and we I spoke about this before, and I gave them the criteria. The criteria was like this: the criteria was is these were single boys, and sometimes maybe they had a little bit of difficulty with guarding their eyes. So the the rules were like this: that every single day. At a random time during the day, I will send a message to the entire group. The, the message is, the message entails, the guarding of your eyes begins now for the next 15 minutes. You have to guard your eyes for the next 15 minutes. I created another group for the woman. At that point, it was Lashon Hara. So at, at a random point in time, 15 minutes. Meaning that, whatever you're doing for the next 15 minutes, as soon as you see that, you have to guard your eyes or you have to watch, you know, from, from Lashon Hara. 15 minutes, very, very doable amount. Meaning that even if you're in the middle of watching something, or even if you're in the middle of talking about something, or listening to something, 15 minutes you gotta pause, you gotta stop. It's very easy, very doable, and that's what we did. And as I'm talking, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that what we should do is that at some point, at a random part during your day, there should be a reminder on your phone, maybe you have to make an alarm, that says that for 15 minutes, or the next one minute, forget about 15 minutes, for the next one minute, Say five things that you're thankful to this brother. Like right now, you saw this, stop what you're doing and say thank you to Tashem. So it's a little bit difficult to go and do a, um, some sort of, uh, you know, uh, 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 broadcasting message because everybody gets, now everybody's very important and we all get about a thousand messages, especially if you're on WhatsApp a day. Um, so what would be nice if anybody has, wants a good idea is to create a simple app, a simple app that randomly throughout the day, it will remind you, you could set the times between, let's say, 6 a.m. and, um, uh, I don't know, whatever, 12, whatever you go to sleep, and you set the time, be like, a rand- every single day, randomly, the alarm will go off, and will say, by the way, from right now, guard your eyes. From right now, be thankful to Hashem. Like, random things throughout the day. So, it's, I think that's huge. You have, like, five categories, like, guarding your eyes, uh, watching what you speak for, saying thank you to Hashem. Can you imagine how awesome that will be? How, how much that, you, you know, your, your day will change? You know, from that, I think that's huge. I don't know. So, if anybody wants, anybody knows anything about, uh, you know, creating apps, I think that's... Uh, Something that's that's very very important and, and can change lives. And it, let's say until then, create an alarm in your phone. Create an alarm on your phone every day at 12 p.m. You have your alarm set. Okay, I'm going to say five things that I'm thankful to Hashem for. At 2 p.m. every day, I'm going to make sure that at 2 p.m. no matter what, I'm going to guard my eyes for 15 minutes. Or at 2 p.m. I'm going to make sure that I don't speak lashon hara or whatever. I'm going to say a kapitel to him. Like do something at a random part of your day that sort of makes you think for a second. Huge stuff. Okay. I don't know. A thought that popped into my mind. I wanted to share. No, the time, no one look at the time. The time is not correct. If the time is wrong, please stop talking about the time. Me, I'm talking to myself. Okay. The Sefer Acharedit goes and says, we gotta, we gotta do a little bit more. What are we holding over here? Ay, 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 ay. Okay. The Sefer Acharedit goes and says that the, 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 I'm actually thinking if we should split it into two classes. 
I see no's, some no's and some yes. I'll tell you what's the benefit of no and what's the benefit of yes. The benefit of yes is the retention of the information. The benefit of no is the getting of the information in one sitting, which is very different. But, 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 I have, I have a little bit more that I wanted to speak about, and I think we will stop. And I'm leaning towards, I'm leaning towards, towards, uh, towards uh, um, putting this on pause. I just have too much more. And one thing I realized is that once I feel like I have to start rushing through the, the subject, I don't like it. The, the, you know, the delivery, the, the, the detail comes from it. <sighs> yeah. And you know, by the way, one of the things was is that I used to, when, when I used to speak um, before being recorded, it used to be, you know, my, my Friday night's classes where I first started speaking used to go on for a minimum, minimum of about three hours straight. And that when I started speaking, that's how I started, you know, speaking in like, you know, that, that long period of time. And then I was back and forth and if I should do it that way or, or I should, should not do it that way. And the reason why I stopped more to, to more of a shorter type of class is that when you speak for two hours or three hours, it's... The the, uh, uh, let me take it a step back. Give you a little bit of a background to my my thought process. I used to speak very fast. Uh, maybe I still do for some people. And I just had a lot of information, and I wanted to get that information over all in one shot. And my that was my thought process until somebody came over to me, and I don't remember who it was. But who, if you remember who he was, I, I very much you know I'm grateful and thankful for for that. And the the person came over to me and says that. You know, you get, I get a lot of information from your class, but the retention of the ideas to change my life is, is very hard for me to, to take out. Because I sit over here, and even if I go and I sit for three hours or two hours or even an hour and a half and listen to the class, but like, what were I, was I able to, to, to grasp out of it? And this topic is so important that I feel like it's something that you have to contemplate on it. You have to really delve on it and think about it. And once you have that, then you're able to go and to able to grow from it. So for that reason, I think we will split it up. We'll open up to some questions, even though this is not what I would have preferred, but we'll open up to, for, for some questions now. And Bezat Hashem will continue. I don't know about next week. I really wanted to give a class on Purim. So maybe we'll have to, and then it comes Pesach, and I wanted to do a whole series on Pesach. So we might have to continue this after Pesach, but we'll see. For now... There is enough information that you have to go and concentrate on Hakarat Tov. We will continue. I think this is huge, by the way. This is huge. This is a topic that really maybe I should speak about again when we speak about Midot. But um, for now, we will open up to, uh, to any, any questions. Oh, look at that. No questions. It's pretty easy. Pretty straightforward topic. Um, I have a question. Yeah. I typed it out. Sorry. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, I also have a question, but I, I could ask yet. Um, so when you uh, thank Hashem for, like, the good that he does, are you supposed to think that it comes as, like, you did something wrong and now you're getting a uh, atonement? Or are you supposed to think, like, this is a task that I'm supposed to pass? Because either way, the reaction should be the same, but um, they're different scenarios. So you're saying your mindset, right? Your question is on your mindset? Yeah. That's a good... I, I, I would say probably both. I, I don't see why not. Because when 
I'm assuming that you're saying gratitude on a place where it's difficult or it's something harsh or difficult, right? Yeah, yeah. I would say both. Yeah, that um, you should be um, you should you should be thankful for the situation, but you should also realize that this is an atonement for for something. Um, I, I don't see how how uh, what's it called um, how one thing can you know should be you know off for another. I, I think they really could be both. And and by the way, I see over here that I you know someone says I love the app idea. I don't know about how to make an app, but. But what about a WhatsApp group? So it's very interesting. So, uh, you know, I do have a WhatsApp group. Uh, well, I, I'm not really that involved. But um, there is a WhatsApp group for everybody, you know, on, on uh, maybe I should really post it over here that people could go and if they want to um, to join it. And the people that run it, I mean, I'm on it, and, but the people that run it, maybe we should start something like that. Maybe we should start something on the WhatsApp group. That's not a bad idea. To start on the WhatsApp group, um, you know, just a random time during the day, Different things, like a chat, like you know, we've been doing different types of challenges, like a chuba challenge, different things like that. I think this might be a good idea to do um, a challenge on, like you know, guard your eyes for the next fifteen minutes when you see this. You do something like that. The problem is, is that the um, the problem is, is that most groups people mute and then they look at it every once in a while. So, but I guess what's it called? Um, I think that's a good idea. I'm going to send it over to uh, the people that run the group. Um, as soon as we finish over here, I just posted the link to that group on, uh, you know, on the chat. If anybody wants on the online world, you could email me at rabbizitron at uh, torahanytime.com and I'll, I'll add you to, the, you know, to that group. But that's not a bad idea. We'll, we'll start it off with the group and we'll see. Uh, there's also a Telegram group, I, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, actually, no, there is. So we could all, either one works. Um, but that's not a bad idea. Maybe we should start it off with that. Okay. All right, let's... I have my question. Yes. Um, the thing is, one, like, usually muster or, like, whatever, what is it called? I don't know. Um, is more, like, you know, harsher or whatever. And saying that has something to do out of anger is more harsh. And you said, like, this whole is, like, this whole, like, thanks, thank you is supposed to be, like, that you're um, showing, like, Hashem that, like, you love him or whatever. And saying that it's a Nisayon and that, like, because Hashem's, like, Hashem, that you'll, like, make it, you'll pass through it, and then that one seems more to be, like, out of love more compared to the other one, which is, like, an atonement. So you're saying it's conflicting. Your, your, to say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing this out of love versus to say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing it, well, I guess not out of love, but say doing it out of punishment is kind of conflicting? Is that where you're going at, the question? Yeah, kind of. Right, so... <clears throat> There's really so much that I could speak about. Oh, there's so much I could speak about this. So, um, I'm not a big... Anger... How do I go and explain this? No, I'm saying, I know that Hashem, of course, is out of love. So, like, it's kind of like, you know, so we can be closer to Him. But one seems like, like you already did something wrong, and it's just like an awkward situation to be in. Compared to the other, where it's like, easier and like, way more, if you want to say, like, pleasurable to just pass a sudden test than something that you deserve. Right. But at the same point in time, it is important to think of both aspects. So, so I, I, just to explain to everybody, again, you know, again, this is my understanding of, the, of your question. So you have at one hand the positive, meaning that 
that Hakadosh Baruch you know, like I thank Hakadosh Baruch for everything that He's done for me, and I'm, I appreciate it, uh, even if it's bad. On the other hand, if something bad happened to me, that's a punishment. That's something that I deserve, and it's something that I need to have atonement for. So it's sort of like, at one hand, you have the negative aspect, which is the side, and then on the other hand, you have the positive aspect, which is being the gratitude and the thankfulness. So the the way that you're supposed to, and it's very interesting because many times in life we have to juggle these two ideas, the positive and the negative, and even though I, that's not the right terminology, the positive and negative, but you have to juggle these two ideas where you have the aspect of, let's say, yes, you deserve it for whatever reason. And that shouldn't stop you. If, let's say, God forbid, somebody has something bad that happened, they should really do like the tshuva aspect of it. That shouldn't take away from that. They'll be like, okay, wait a minute. If something bad happened, then yeah, maybe I have to fix X, Y, and Z. Like, that shouldn't be taken away. So I really appreciate you bringing that up because that's very, very important. You should be like, okay, let's let's say, God forbid, you know, I don't want to give an example. Let's say something X happened bad. So you should be like, okay, wait a minute. Now I have to do tshuva on something because something bad happened. But at the same point in time, I'm taking that information and I do the tshuva. But also simultaneously at the same time, I'm saying thank you, Akedus Baruch Hu, for for doing this. I know that I deserve it, and I appreciate it, and I thank you for giving it to me. So at one point, it looks like one's negative, one's positive, but really one feeds into another because you you're sort of uh, you know imagine somebody goes, imagine a parent goes to a child and says. If, you know, you do this one more time, you're going to get punished. And then the child does it one more time, and the, the punishment is supposed to happen. So the, the parent goes over to the, to the child and be like, this is going to be your punishment, but you can still get out of it by doing X, Y, and Z. For example, chuba. To do the chuba aspect of it. So the child would be like, wow, okay, you know, like, yes, I am getting punished to a certain extent, but I, I'm going to do the chuba to prevent the full-fledged of the punishment. I'm preventing that from doing that because we know that the, the, that if, when somebody gets punished in this world, it's nothing compared to the punishment in the next world. Or even when someone gets something bad happening in this world, there's so much more bad that it could happen from that. And by doing tshuva, by fixing it right in the beginning of that problem, you could prevent it from having it from making it into a huge problem. So you're doing the tshuva and you're you're sort of taking from that ang- angle and you're saying, wow, and I thank you for that opportunity. Thank you that I could do tshuva and thank you that I'm able to go and I'm able to um, appreciate what you what you have done for me of of the difficulties that you have sent for me and so on and so forth does that make a, a little bit more sense yeah okay good okay okay then we have over here a blessing thank you very much Amen for the blessing that you that you wrote in the chat okay next question um, okay I'm not sick and I'm very happy that I'm not sick right now and when I thank Hashem for five things every morning sometimes I use this very good however I am not rich and even though that that saddens me. I try to thank Hashem with happiness, which is which is a higher level to thank Hashem to thank Him for something that you understand and you're happy that you don't have that you have or you don't have, or to thank Him for something that you that you really want because you know that everything is for the best. So that's a good question. So the, so the question is so that let's say you have something and you're thanking Hashem for that or or a lack thereof of a, a disease or sickness, but then you have something that you then you have something that you don't have yet. And you want it, and you're thanking Hashem that you don't have it. Um, it's hard to say which is more greater, but very likely what's more difficult is something that you want to have and you don't have. It's probably where the more difficulty lies in. And if we use the simple terminology of the Fum Tzara Agra, that the 
more difficult something is, the greater the reward, than, than possibly that. But again, it's really a case-by-case uh, situation. But definitely, it's definitely very, very up there. It's, it's something that's very, very, uh, you know, um, beneficial. Uh, the link is not working. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. If the link didn't work, let me send you the link one more time in this chat. Let me see how, if I could do it from... Uh, I don't know how to... Is anybody in the group that knows how to make the, the link? I just put that in the... I'm doing it from my from the computer over here. Oh, here we go. I got it. I got it. Never mind. I'm good. Okay, I'm going to send in another another um, another link. Let me know if that one works. Okay. Oh, never mind. Someone already put it on there. Thank you. Okay. Um, okay. Okay, here we go. There we go. We have someone already think, using the challenge. Thank you, Hashem. My plans got ruined today so I can listen to this amazing share. Look at that. <laughs> That's amazing. Baruch Hashem. Okay, well, not Baruch Hashem that your plans got ruined, at least, but Baruch Hashem that you were able to, to you know, uh, switch that for the benefit. Okay, by the way, you should know that not all classes end up getting uploaded. So you guys are able to, uh, there's a class recently that I don't think is going to get uploaded that we did about a week or two ago. So you're, you're able to join, that's good. I mean, I, I hope and I plan for every class to get uploaded, but you know, not, not always that it happens. Okay, next question. What if Hashem is doing it out of anger? I feel like if we start thinking him, we're missing the point. So very good. So this really comes into the question that we had before, where that... You, there is really two points, uh, two factors that you have to come in. One of it is thanking Hashem, but the other point is making the tshuva. If there's something bad that happens, then there is something that we have to go and we have to fix. So really, that there's two points. And I'm happy that, that you guys are bringing this up because those are very, very important factors. And I didn't mention it you know, while we spoke about it so far, so I'm happy that you guys did bring it up. If something bad happens to someone else... Are we all, ooh, this is a good one. Are, if something bad happens to someone else, are we also meant to thank Hashem for it because it's for her best? Or is it also only something that happens for us? So generally, the thankful to Hashem should be really for your own personal difficulties. If it's for the benefit of somebody else, then yes, thank you Hashem that my neighbor, you know, won the lottery, that got a business, whatever, everything, you know, for the benefit. But if it's for the negative, it's not the, it's not the best mentality. Be like, thank you Hashem for making her get into a car accident. Oh, you know, not saying she deserved it, but, you know, like, you know, like, that's not something that you should go and you should focus on in the negative aspect um, from a character trait building point. So it's something that it's really should the negative for you, but for everybody else, all the positive you should, you should, um, you should, uh, you should be thankful to Hashem. Okay. Um, okay, good. I'm happy that the, it works out now, the link. Okay. Another pri- Okay, fine. Uh, will these be posted on Torah in time? The plan is, yeah, in Merit Hashem, it should be. Where do we see the goodness of God when He hurts, puts them through a test, and they don't grow, and they do suicide? What is the goodness in that? Um, okay, so I, I think the, the question is the goodness in, in a really difficult situation. Was it somebody that, that doesn't pass a test or, or commits suicide in this particular example? Where's the goodness in that? So we always have to realize that we have free will, and we have the ability to make bad decisions. There is very, the real, the real answer is suicide is never an answer. However, you know, there are different times that the Torah speaks about where you have righteous people that were contemplating suicide to a certain point or did suicide for a certain thing, um, but, you know, uh, 
not to get into that. I, I had a whole class prepared on this once, um, but there, you know, not not to get into that in, in a. It, as a, as a general sense, and, and really generalized in like 100% of time, suicide is never allowed. So when somebody goes, let's say, through you know, unfortunate you know, suicide, and, and, this, and again, this is not an easy topic to talk about. It's a very sensitive topic to, for people that, that maybe had family members or contemplated it or dealt with it. I've had quite a few students that I've dealt with personally that attempted, you know, Baruch Hashem, none of them were successful, but attempted this many, many times. And you know, and I had long, long conversations, you know, with with them. It's it's not something that is an easy thing to talk about, at least. But the idea of a test, of let's say a suicidal test or or things like that, we do have opportunities to have our own um, to, to make our own decisions in our life, and to and that and that factors out into either making mistakes or or gaining from it. And not always do we pass tests. And suicide is. You know, again, everybody that, you know, right now, people that commit suicide at the, from a halakhic perspective, we, we deal with them that it's, it, it wasn't in the right mindset and they're able to be mourned for and they're able to be buried in the right, uh, you know, in the Jewish cemetery. But in essence, somebody commits suicide, they, they you know, they don't get mourned for, they don't, there, there's a lot of halakhic ramifications for it. But when we go and we speak about it, the, the answer for suicide is, is not, not, not the answer. So, when somebody goes and commits suicide, it's not something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu decreed for someone to get suicide. HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed it to happen, but didn't decree for it. So the goodness in, in the aspect of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's goodness in everything, but we have free will. And unfortunately, we have the ability to sometimes, you know, manipulate that goodness into not always the goodness. Okay, next. We once learned that along with thanking Hashem, you have to ask because we have to remember that he's not on our level like Leah. She stopped having children after she thanked. When, when does this apply? I'm always a little afraid something will happen if I don't ask after thanking. There's nothing wrong with asking. In fact, it's very, very important. Yosef Atatik will soon see when we continue speaking about this topic. Also, you know, always was talking to Hashem, always asking Hashem. It's very, very important to ask. And, and it's, it, it's not a, a contradiction. You should ask Kaddish Baruch Hu. If Kaddish Baruch Hu had, if, if, even if you think Kaddish Baruch Hu. In fact, even a greater thing, you're supposed to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and then you can go and all your personal, uh, ask anything personal that you want to request. It's an Ace Ratzon, you did, you did a mitzvah right now. You did something good. Okay, next question. Uh, if your classes are not uploaded on Torah Time, is there anywhere else I can find it? No, all my classes are uploaded on Torah Anytime. Um, uh, so they should be they should be there. I mean, the classes are put also on like spot, like uh, podcasts and YouTube and things like that, but Torah Anytime is the the main place to uh, to find it. That's the That's the... The main one. Okay. Uh, can the rough post the lectures? I really like to re-listen because it helps me concepts. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I bleed out there. I do try to, to post everything. I know we're a little bit behind on the posting of it, but 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 we are posting it. There is every once in a while something that doesn't get uh, uploaded, but but I do try to upload all the classes. Can you think Hashem on behalf of someone to add merit for them, or is it only for that only for things that personally affect you? That's a good question. It's really, it's really more of a personal thing. It's a good question. I don't have a full answer for that because this is something that's only minashamayim that, that I can't. But you really thank Hashem. Um, it's it's your merit, but you should thank Hashem for positive things that happen to your friends. 
Next question, are your classes uploaded anywhere else besides Torah Time? So yeah, so they're, they're uploaded also to uh, podcasts and to YouTube and things like that, but Torah Anytime is the main place to go, the place to be, the place to find all your Torah needs. Uh, this class brought to you by Torah Anytime. Okay, literally, that's what it's going to say at the end of this class. This class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, is it in the science itself good for us, or is it the fact that we passed it that is good for us? Um, that's a good question. Is a test in life, is that good for us? Or is it only if we pass it that it's good for us? So, a test is another, another way to explain a test is an opportunity. Now, we don't want to have a test, uh, and we don't ask for a test, but really it's an opportunity. So, in hindsight, an opportunity is good for us when we pass it. But sometimes, even when we fail a test, that can sometimes result in our growth after that failed test. So it's hard to say that a, that a test is only good when you passed it because sometimes when you fail it, it, you know, after that fail can come a pass. So I can't really say that it's, that it's good one way or another, but it really depends on how you play it. Even after you fail it, it's not a game over. You still have the ability to pass it, you know, chuva and so on and so forth. Okay. Oh yeah, and here, okay, I'm not going to say it... I had a question. I had these questions about suicide regarding Chaim Walder. Um, I had—I don't know if I mentioned this. I maybe I probably did, but I had a whole class prepared after this unfortunate, uh, you know, situation happened. I had a whole class prepared for it, um, like from A to Z. Like I had everything prepared, and then um, I spoke to one of my rabbi, one of my paiskim that I deal with, and he—he. He, you know, what I was speaking about, and he and he recommended me. You know, like there's no better not to speak about it for that. You know, that reason I was going to speak about suicide for that thing. So maybe we would do something like that if I do a class like that. I don't know if I'll record it. Maybe maybe we should do that every once in a while. I used to like doing that to have you know uh, for the people that actually show up. Now it's on Zoom, but it used to be on person. To, every once in a while to do a class not recorded for people to have questions like this. So remind me after Pesach. Um, if you could, you know, maybe I could do, a, I could give that class and, you know, we could do that. Um, it, it's a very difficult class and there's a lot to, uh, uh, you know, really discuss. And it, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard topic, but maybe. Okay. Um, okay. And here we have the Torah Time link. Thank you. Okay. Where are, where are people sending this, these questions to, or was this in advance? No, all these questions are coming in right now on the chat. I don't, you know, I mean, technically you could send the questions in advance, but I don't mind you just sending it in the, uh, in the chat box. Okay, wow, we have a lot of questions today. Okay, um, is it okay to pray for someone who is not religious to become religious through goodness? Yes, you could pray for someone to go and do, and, and, and to, to, come, to come more, uh, you know, religious. And in fact, you could even pray for that in Hashivenu. In uh, in um, in Shmuel Asher. Okay. Uh, Rabbi Sutton is under the name Bedjuro. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry. Yeah, my name comes up over here as Bedjuro, but that's me. Okay. Last question we have over here. I'm just curious. Why was the psak regarding to speak speaking on it? If it's personal and said no. It, well, it's it was a long conversation that I had. It was it was back and forth. Uh, you know, regarding it, it was a very it's a very sensitive subject, and and my focus really was to speak about. Um, was suicide in general, um, but you know, not to say that I shouldn't speak about it in the future. But I think it was just a, I don't know. It, it, there was a lot. It was a long conversations back and forth that I was speaking, and this is what the, this is the. It wasn't sort of a psak. It was sort of a suggestion. 
And uh, but I take my my rabbi's suggestion very very strongly. So okay. Um, Next, uh, oh, we had another question regarding, okay, regarding uh, him. If you want to do the class, I would submit question in advance. I had a lot of thoughts on it. Maybe at the time it was very triggering. Yeah, no, you don't know. I mean, I guess so. After Pesach, remind me, um, the person that's asking me this question, it's, uh, it's asked on private, so you know what I'm talking about. But the person, just remind me after Pesach, maybe we will do a class like this um, and we'll do it. Um, either you can submit the questions. I don't know. We'll see if we'll record it or not. Maybe we should. Uh, I have to just, you know, you know, consult again regarding this type of topic. Okay. Uh, where are the classes posted besides for Instagram? Instagram is actually the least. It's, uh, there's like Facebook, uh, WhatsApp. We try to post it at as much places as possible, but um, what's, uh, Facebook is... Uh, WhatsApp is probably the best places to... to uh, the, there is, uh, there's two WhatsApp chats. There's one of them that posts like little clips of Sherib and things like that, and then there's another one just for women uh, that posts just the classes, from my understanding. So if you do want to be added to any of those, uh, you could uh, reach out and we could, um, we could add you. Um, we have your... Uh, questions are still coming in, Okay. What about people who passed away who are never religious? I, I don't understand that question. Yeah, I'm not sure of that question, so I apologize, I can't answer that. Um, here we have another thing. I want to make an app that the rabbi mentioned. What should the alarms be besides guard your eyes, don't speak Lashon Hara, and say five things that you're grateful for? Oh, wow. So if that's something that you're, uh, you're up for, I, this is something that I mamish thought right as we're, we're we're speaking about it. There could be what the way that I would I would recommend this app to be is that you could select. There's options that you could select what you want to grow on and what you want to um, what you want to do. So another option is to be um, you know to have like I don't know uh, learn for two minutes like right now like stop what you're doing and well. I guess people are working can't necessarily do that. Um, but what else can there be um, besides Lush and Hara? You know what? Please reach out to me. Please reach out to me um, on a text message and, and let's, uh, you know, if there's something I really, I'll have to think about a few things and then we could come to, to some sort of what's it called. I'm going to actually post my cell phone number right there. So you have it and you can. Um, Text me or WhatsApp me, and we could try to th- figure out what else uh, we could, um, you know, we we can put into that because there's got to be a few things over there. Okay. Okay. Um, yes, regarding recording, regarding the the topic. Yes. Okay. Look, at this point, after Chaim's Walder is that isn't it Lashnar to speak about him? It depends on what and how. It's a complicated situation. Um, so, and and I'm not so fond about certain ways that that. It's a complicated situation, so let's leave it for when we speak about it, if we do end up speaking about it. Um, Lashon Hara, in a certain way, and certain things maybe, and other things, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's, it's important to speak about, because certain things should not be swept under the rugs. So again, we have to speak about it if and when we speak about it. Okay, looks like that was the last question. I thank you all for joining, thank you all for coming. And with that, until Bezrat Hashem uh, next week, I wish you all an amazing, successful, and grateful week. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.